Bob Sports have finally come back, but it might be over before it even really gets started. Screw you, Miami Marlins. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark here with my co-host, Mr. Brown. Canadian Biggie. Who is even late to the introduction, but we'll give him credit. He wasn't here last week, and he's trying to dust off the rust and and contribute some magic here. Do you got anything special you're you're going to bring to the show tonight, Biggs? I have power, passion, and a love for live sports. <laughs> well, we're going to need it. We're going to roll through this real quick because a lot has happened, and we were really excited because we talk about live sports coming back. We started with baseball, right? So we don't have a bubble. We don't have anything going on. Mr. Brown, what already has happened? It's it's a catastrophe. I mean, worst case scenario, we're, we're hoping we can get through the 60-game season in less than a weekend. We're having, I think, up to 14 Marlins players and coaches test positive for COVID, and they've shut their season down until Sunday. I don't get how their season is shut down until Sunday. Wasn't there a 60-player pool to start with? If you cancel one night's game, why are you canceling the entire week? You have players in your system. I mean, I get shutting it down for a day or two, maybe to sort things out because it, and they had this 143-page manual for this COVID response, and this wasn't included for a pandemic, which surprises me. It's kind of the biggest thing that needs to be in there. I mean, do you really want to see the Marlins like single-A guys playing? I do, because, because it's going to be the same outcome. So <laughs> just let these single-A players just go in there, and the Marlins are going to get a high draft pick, and everybody wins. And you can do scouting at the same time while you're playing. You might be able to steal away some of the unprotected players. I mean – and the fact is, the rumor around Major League Baseball. Can I go and get into that? Is this the rumor around Atlanta? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Let's get into this. So the Marlins played the Braves the the very very few days before the season kicked off in Atlanta. Uh, the rumor is that the Marlins went to Magic City, which is where Lou Williams went, and they, and, and they have really good chicken. Wings. And our friend John Abraham. <laughs> um, he had a good time last night or two nights ago. But anyways, Magic City is a hopping place. And the Marlins went there supposedly, and they and that's where they were thinking they caught the Rona, and now it's a dis- disaster. But my point is, if if that's really what happened, we should shut her down and like let- we can't shut down Magic no. City. You can't yeah, put exactly. a price on good wings. No, we either. can't shut down Magic City. We should just have the Marlins bring up these minor leaguers and continue playing because they put themselves in this situation. That's so what let's I just feel play. like. Next man up. Yeah, you're sixty guys out there. You're in the pool. You're there together as a team. If if a Yankee, Dodger, Astro, any of these same guys put themselves in that situation, they're putting their entire ball club in that spot. That's on them. Don't penalize the teams I, going against I guess them. it's there's something to be said about player safety, maybe. Like, these guys are already infected and it's all over the place. And, like, they, they canceled games from other teams involved just because they had to share the same space. So, I guess if you want to say indefinitely because you don't know what the hell you're doing, but – I don't know. Eventually, we gotta we gotta do something, or are we just like not going to have Marlins games, and now we're playing, you know, only forty five games in the in the Eastern divisions. I mean, I say bring up the single A players, or just give every team a automatic four foot win against the Marlins until we can figure <laughs> this out. I, I think it's pretty easy. You got a sixty player pool; those sixty players get on the field the next day. Even if twenty five that were up or twenty six, however they're doing this year. You guys are all done for the next four days while we test. We're bringing in a new 25. You picked your 60. Put them on the field. Because those other players are at a whole different location, so they wouldn't have been part of the pandemic. So just bring in a whole new crew. 
it's like this. You wouldn't know who Lou Gehrig, was, Lou Gehrig was if Wally Pipp didn't have a headache, right? Some of these other guys are just looking for an opportunity. Put them on the field. See what happens. I don't, I don't think any of them's Lou Gehrig. But I'm just I, I saying, give them their chance. They're dying for that opportunity. Speaking of, of you know, issues in Major League Baseball, you know, we had the restart here. Have you, have you seen these injuries in the pitching rotations are already starting to mount up? Have you seen this at all? Uh, well, the only two that I've seen so far was an oblique and a uh, forearm issue from a guy that he shouldn't have forearm issues. I mean, you got <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Verlander and uh, Kluber, man, two two aces on each staff. Right, it's not like it's just nobody, right? And I, we said when we had our picks last week that we like the Astros, but if Verlander's down, I don't like that rotation at all. Grinky's not a guy that can handle it in the AL uh, West. No, he's not. And then if if you saw how the Astros are getting treated already, specifically by the Dodgers last night, is you know they're hey they're getting on base at least. You know they're getting plunked here a little bit. And I know the Vegas odds are still all over the place about how many times it happens. But what did you think of uh, Joe Kelly's uh, little tantrum he threw after he struck out Correa? I mean, it was like something you'd see on a elementary school playground. It was like na 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 boo boo. You know you can't hit me. And but then Dusty Baker. He he blur, he blurted out some stuff you wouldn't normally hear because of crowd noise, and he says, "Get your MF on the mound." And it caught it, and they're like, "We're sorry for the uh, potty mouth." Whoever said that—that's what the live broadcast says. But it was Dusty saying, "Get get back on the mound, you know, you clown." Basically, MLB is going to have to go to like one of those WWE seven ten second delays because mid nineties you didn't know if somebody was getting naked because without the fan <laughs> noise, naked puppies, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that that type of language is going to be heard throughout the season. I can't wait till NBA starts up. Imagine what we get to hear on the court there. But they are piping in crowd noise. Like, I figured that would help a little bit, but yeah. clearly it did not. Before we uh, go by the NBA, did you see that Joe Kelly got suspended for eight games for that? For sticking your tongue out. Is that not ridiculous? Are they trying to just make an example because they don't want no brawls during COVID it's season? It's because it's against the Astros. It's crazy. Th- eight games, though. Yeah, you're siding with a team that was known to cheat to win games. It's a bad look. It, Manfred sucks to start with, but give him two games, give him three games. I know it's to try and make an example so it doesn't continue throughout the season, but I don't like it. I just I know the benches were cleared, and maybe we're just trying to be mindful of COVID about not actually having a full-out brawl, but I don't think Joe Kelly could hold himself well in a brawl. He just doesn't seem like that type of guy. But, you know, hey, sticking your tongue out caused all this. We put the meme out today comparing him to the, the little dude from Little Giants. Little Giants. With the, the glasses and the snot bubbles. <laughs> I have another image that comes to mind when I think of him, and it's Jeff Van Gundy jumping on a guy's leg in a brawl. Grabbing Alonzo Morning's leg <laughs> yeah. or whoever it was. Yeah. Oh, uh, don't, don't rip on Jeff Van Gundy. He's a good guy. I like his hair. <laughs> Last uh, little bit of baseball kind of news it's kind of transitioning the nfl so patrick mahomes made quick work of his uh 500 million dollar contract did he not he did i kind of like what he did too he didn't go just to buy a team he bought into the team in the town that he's become a part of face of the franchise face of the town build the community help in the community i like it do we know how much of a stake he got in the royals i only know he bought some ownership i did not see a percentage just that he is a minority owner 
I mean, all I know is now he owns the Royals, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, is he going to play for the Royals, though? <laughs> hey, that, that uppercut swing, he don't have a chance. He's no Kyler Murray. He could DH. Uh, maybe in the field. Not with that swing. <laughs> DH in the field. Yeah. No, he, he, they, he's just going to be in the field, like softball. He can play outfield. He, uh, he, could, he could throw it at home play pretty easy, I'm sure. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now all the way out from the left coast, the west coast, he is a diehard San Francisco Giants fan. He is an aspiring author. He's involved in a lot of things baseball, even an aspiring politician, maybe. I don't know. That's what it says in his bio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Zach Ford. Zach, how you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me. Man, we, we really just wanted to know, above everything else, what's the water temperature like out in McCovey Cove right now? It was a little chilly last night, man. I'm not going to lie. It was a little windy. <laughs> a little chilly. But did, anybody, I, did anybody hit anything out? Did you get a ball? I tried to stay out of the water and in my kayak, though. Uh, no, no ball. Um, I got there right about the end of batting practice and was there for the first five innings or so, and then I had to tail it back to Sacramento. But um, that ball that Tatis hit last night almost hit my cutout. So oh. I actually have a cutout at Oracle Park in the arcade area. And, uh, yeah, I almost got tagged that way. So so what's the process there at Oracle Park? What do you get if they hit your sign there? I know everybody's different. I don't think you get anything, man. <laughs> you don't win you like a Toyota truck or something? You get shamed. You get, you get yeah. <laughs> referenced on SportsCenter when it breaks your neck off like that Dodger fan. Like, what was it, Will Smith or something like that? I've seen that. Cardboard cut off neck. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. And then I've seen Adam Duvall destroy uh, McNeil's dog. Like, just hit it right in the face. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm hoping by the end of the year – that when I pick up that cardboard cutout, that it has just a bunch of giant home run dings all yeah. over me. <laughs> that would not be a bad thing. As long as it's not yeah. by the visitor. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, last <laughs> night it was almost by the visitor. So, yeah. I mean, we were going to shame you on uh, social media for not catching it, but we decided yeah. not to. Well, hey, if it, if it means anything, my cardboard cutout didn't even blink. <laughs> it's it, it stood fear in the face of danger there and, and i didn't well. flinch at all <laughs> of course i didn't know it was coming at me until i watched it on game highlights later yeah i mean we saw you uh what i guess nbc uh bay area out there we we got to see your uh your pressing coverage there so congratulations on the, the air time pressing coverage that's that's generous <laughs> So if if we wanted to come out to the West Coast, I mean, could you be a tour guide for us on, like, how to handle McCovey Cove? Because that's on Mr. Brown and I's bucket list. It's inconsistent, man. I've been out there three times, and each time the parking is is different. But uh, make it out here, and uh, we'll make it work, man. All right, that's all I needed. That that sounds like a solid commitment to me. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we we'll figure it out. Good. I I, ha- I would say I have an extra kayak, but my wife and I we lost one on the way home last night. Oh, <laughs> Wait, how does one lose a kayak on the way home? Um, you're driving home to Sacramento area from San Francisco. Some dude comes next to you driving and starts honking. You pull off the side of the road, you look up on your roof, and you go, oh, crap. 
What happened to the <laughs> other one? <laughs> so you don't even know where it is or anything. Did you go back you to know, even man, try to get it? I, I don't know how long this dude was following me. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't. Was there a kayak sticking out of his windshield? <laughs> he didn't pull off to the side of the road when I pulled off the side of the road. So I assume oh, everyone's okay. Um, but I'm out of kayak. <laughs> God, uh, it happens to the best of us, Zach. Don't worry, buddy. Let me let me ask you a little bit about the the biggest thing where I've kind of come across you on a social media presence is called up. So tell yeah. everybody what that is, what you've been working on, and, and what are your your future plans as far as this project goes. So the end of last year, I started interviewing four major league ball players about their first call up experience and their major league debut. Actually, some get multiple call ups even before their major league debut. Sure. What I'm doing is I'm interviewing ball players. I've interviewed about 130. Wow. And I'm piecing wow, together the interviews into first person player narratives. So it's basically the ball player telling the story, how he got the news, you know, what was going through his head, you know, how he reported to the team, how he got in that first game, and some of the, the background. The details that I focus on aren't necessarily, you know, pitch counts or it was the fifth inning when this happened. It's more of a way to kind of humanize the player, kind of, you know, let him express what it meant to him. Because I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, Major League ball players were barely human to me, man. Uh, they were like almost like godlike, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, talking to them, I mean, a lot of these guys have the same views of, you know, major leaguers as I did when I was a kid. So being able to get, uh, you know, that from the ball players, have them share what it meant to them. I mean, there's been ball players that I've talked to that have started crying when I talked to them. It means that much. It's been, it's been a fun project. Um, piecing them together into social media posts right now. And I'm hoping to have the book manuscript compiled by the end of the year, maybe beginning next. And then, We'll see what happens from there, man. Well, definitely let us know whenever you get it all put together. We'll do what we can to help get it out there for you. But I want to ask, is there at least one or two stories that you feel like was really compelling to you that you could share with us? Absolutely. I referenced earlier that some ball players get called up multiple times before they get in their first game. I talked to a guy uh, named Mike Bellafore with the Orioles. He got called up, I want to say it was maybe May was on the team for, I don't know, a few days, three, four, five days, something like that, doesn't get into a game. He has his family come out, everything. No game gets sent down, okay? Back in the minors for a month or two, comes back up. Same thing happens to him twice. Oh, man. (laughs) Sent back down. So he's a September call-up, and he's sitting on a bench for like two weeks, man. It's like the last series of the year. And finally, he gets called into a game. First batter he faces is David Ortiz. Oh, that's nice. David Ortiz hits a bomb off of him. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the big leagues. Your third call up, your major league debut, Big Poppy just took you deep. He said at the time, he was super pissed. But now, six, seven years later, he's like, man, that's a pretty darn good story. (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> hey, at least he's got that story. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, 
I, I'm sure you got you got tons of those. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm really interested in this project just because you know we hear so much about athletes, but this is kind of like before they become stars, you know. Yeah. So it's a completely different perspective. So I, I definitely appreciate the work you're putting into it and looking forward to it. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the Dusty Baker Sacramento Saber chapter. What all does that entail? You know, National uh, Society for American Baseball Research, we have local chapters. Sacramento renamed theirs for Dusty Baker a couple years ago. Uh, usually it's named after a prominent baseball figure that comes out of the area. So we naturally selected Dusty Baker. He's one of the biggest guys to come out of Sacramento. We're just a, a group of baseball nerds, man. Meet about once a quarter, talk baseball, have authors, um, other writers, filmmakers come out, talk to us, go to ball games together. Just uh, a place where uh, you can have uh, some camaraderie with uh, fellow baseball nerds, man. It's it good sounds time. like an adult frat is what it sounds oh, I'm like. ready to go right yeah. now. We need to start a West yeah. Virginia chapter. Absolutely. Man, you come out here. You know, we'll incorporate a Sabre luncheon. We'll incorporate some kayaking in McCovey Cove. Maybe a ball game other than I, the McCovey Cove, too. Let's just happen, hopefully – Let's hope for the best of 2021 and maybe when there's actually fans back, hopefully we'll do yeah. all inclusive. I think that sounds good to me. What do you think? Absolutely. And, and Zach, before we let you go, I do want to ask you your thoughts on the season on how you think it's going to play out. And, and I do want to say before I even open it up to you that we did our MLB predictions last week. And for some unexplicable reason, I had the Giants finishing second in the division. No, just so, that, did you? Yes, no, you did, I had them second yeah. because yeah. I thought sixty games. Why not? Something crazy's got to happen. I, I I just went with the Giants. It was just on a whim. I love my team, man, but you oh. apparently have more optimism for them than I do, man. Uh, that All right, so let me, yeah, let me. I, I'm, yeah, I love I love my Giants. <laughs> But I'm not one of those ones that is blindly optimistic. I love that because you're being realistic. <laughs> so here's the deal. The Dodgers number one, right? You yeah, gotta say oh, that, that hurts him, but he's yeah. agreeing. No. So I, who who's number two in the West? If you had to pick one. I think the Padres will probably be are, why are you? The Padres can make it happen. They, what they, I don't understand is I'm trying to like suck up to our guest yeah. and tell him I picked yeah, the Giants, I, and you got to yeah, turn I it around. It. And he turns it around and be like, "I'm just going to him and agree with my Padres pick no. because that's the natural <laughs> pick." I want him to agree with me. Uh, well, the con- Giants. Congratulations, fan. he agrees. With <laughs> I mean, but I appreciate a baseball fan who's realistic. All right, so Zach, are we going to get an entire season played out here? And if so, do you have a, a favorite who's going to win it all? Uh, I, I would say like a 50-50 chance of a complete season. Mm-hmm. That's a little higher than um, what we probably think, but I'm with you. And as much as I hate to say it, I think it'll be Yankees or Dodgers. Yeah. yeah that's that's what I had. I mean, the biggest thing is, can we keep them out of the gentleman's club? If we can, we might be all right. Yeah, well, I, I heard about some activities in Atlanta from the mountains. I, it's confirmed. We were talking about that earlier on the show. Yeah. They got good wings, I hear. I, I'm not judging, but I'm just yeah. saying, you know, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. when half your team goes down, man, you got to be more careful. So, so what do you think about this? So they had a third of their team go down, and you have a 60-player pool. I mean, I understand waiting a few days, but why not bring up the, like, let's 
next guy up type thing because the Marlins are the Marlins. Either just let's just say they're four foot because they're the Marlins or, you know, let's it, let these single-A the players Giants, do their thing. If it happened to the Giants, what would you want to see happen right now? I mean, obviously I'd want them to bring up some folks. But the reality is, is a lot of these guys in these taxi squads, they're single-A or double-A players, right? Like if, if you're a high pick from, let's say, 18, 19, and you're not really major league ready, and you'd probably be no more in double a, more no more than in double A now. It, it's going to have some long term effects as far as professional de- or, you know player development. You think it was bad giving up a home run to Ortiz on your first at pitch? <laughs> Imagine doing it every night. Gosh, I, I agree with you hundred percent. But my point is, is that if you're that goofy to go out to a strip club and let the team do your thing like that, then maybe you should be penalized. You just want to see the punishment. I mean, I, I don't know. Disagree with you, brother. I, we're all in uncharted waters. What's the right decision? No one really knows. We just want to see baseball. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know. I mean, it's the they're, they're what up to what fifteen players now, something like that. And yeah, another one today. Yeah. yeah. So that's what sixteen. Pl- Gosh, man. Yeah, I think it's four, four, fourteen and two. I think. Let's think of this. Think of it this way. Manfred's out there saying, you know, this isn't, you know, too devastating, blah, blah, blah. This isn't. (laughs) He's the voice of reason. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. All right. (laughs) All right, Mr. Commissioner. Let's say this happened to your Dodgers or your Yankees. Absolutely. Biggest market teams. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do you really think you'd have the same attitude? And the reality is, is that's, I'm not a big Manfred fan. Yeah. Who is? If you can find (laughs) one, we'd like to have him on the show. It's it's not too pretty, man. And I, I imagine that there'll be a few more hiccups before the season is out. Oh, absolutely. I just was thinking Jeter could suit up again. They should. I mean, you know, they got you know, when your back's up against the wall, do what's necessary. Hey, just hey. let him back let him back in. It might make him unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> the Marlins had uh, Bobby Barnes at, or Bobby Barnes. Come on, I'm only like 30 years off. Terry Barnes <laughs> as a hitting coach a few years back, and I I heard stories of him going out there and hey, throw that you know what is he 56 year old out there? I'm sure he could hit yeah. five, six, seven bombs in a 50 game period. I bet he could hit your cutout. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Zach, you know, we, we have a little bit of fun with stuff and, you know, we, we put a, a satire story up about Bonds had re-signed with the Giants to extend his Hall of Fame eligibility. It makes uh, sense though. Right. Like, so I'm not going to tell you how we feel because mm. we're, we're pretty united on this, but in, in closing, I want to wrap up with this just because you are a Giants fan. In Barry closing, Bonds. You're going to have me do something like Barry Bonds is he Hall of Famer. Well, oh, wow. hey, man, he should host the show more often. That's close, man. As a Giants fan who swims <laughs> in McCovey Cove, you can answer this. I think there are players in there that are guilty already. Absolutely. And any way you slice or dice it, with or without assistance, Bonds was one of the best ever. Like, I, I would attend games at Oracle Park before that, Candlestick, and – this dude would get like maybe two pitches a whole game and he would tattoo those balls. That's not something necessarily that steroids are going to assist you on. May give him a little bit of a bump later on, but I I think we've kind of come to the point where those players that are in question, 
that didn't actually test positive, I, I'm willing to I'm willing to slip there a little bit. Traditionally, I'd be a bit of a purist, but I can. I, no, I, I get can, it. I, I get it. See bonds in there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. There's some players you could tell were amped up and had big seasons or got a payday because of what they used. Barry Bonds yeah. is a Hall of Famer at 500 home runs instead of 700. Absolutely. There's no way that he should be left on the outside looking in. All right, so I'm a Braves fan, you know, and I enjoyed watching us whip up on the Pirates in his early days. <laughs> and then he went out to San Fran. At that point, I think we was all in the West together. But uh, I'm still Bond, better about 1993, man. You should be. What, 103 wins that didn't do enough, right? Oh, <laughs> let's oh, dig man. out those deep wounds. I just on top of my head torture. right here. My thing is, is that Barry Bonds is the best player I've ever seen, and it's not close. Because like you said, he might get one or two pitches a game. Garbage pitches. One or two pitches a game, he's put in McCovey Cove. He takes his walks. He does his thing. He's the best player, and it's not close. So, to me, he should be in because they weren't testing for steroids, first of all. We even had Billy Koch, you know, from Moneyball, the closer for the A's, on our page talking about this because we put a stat up about that. I remember which season it was about how Barry Bonds had more – he was on base more than official plate appearances that one season. Billy Koch got on our page and was like, listen, dumbasses, you want to you wanna dog him about steroids? I threw him a triple digits and he parked him in McCovey Cove like nobody's business. So get the hell out of here. You didn't play in the big leagues. You know, you're a jackass. That's basically what he said, but it's the truth, and I agree with him. Well, and Zach, like you said, there's players that are definitely in the hall that we know are on that side of the fence. I, I don't know how sports writers can be so pretentious to where they can decide who's guilty and who's not when there's not all the evidence there. And, and look, I know Bonds is, is guilty of sin, but at the same time, dude never failed a test. So I'm just saying, if you want to go well, by that he, letter he at all. It wasn't like he was batting 250 and hitting 50 bombs. Right. Mm-hmm. He was a well-rounded player. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, like Mr. So Brown said, the most those... feared guy I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, so if he was one of those guys that all of a sudden put on 30 pounds during the offseason of 1996 and hit 50 bombs out of nowhere, that'd be one thing. But he was he was well-rounded ball player for 20 years. Yeah, and, and when, but when you walk a dude with the bases loaded to save a – like you don't want a grand slam, you go with one run instead of four. To me, he's all famer. It's that simple. No one walks a dude with the bases loaded. It's, Intentional walk. Yeah, exactly. So, Zach, we appreciate having you on the show. So, we know we have called up that hopefully comes out, you said, later this year, right? Well, the book manuscript, probably I'll have that done by the end of the year. We'll see what happens from there, man. See what kind of publisher wants to grab it. All right. Hey, let me know. I got some contacts. We've had some other authors on here. So, if you need help, I got your back. Uh, But uh, awesome stories. I'm sure a lot of people want to see that stuff. And then awesome stuff going on with the Sabre chapter out there in Sacramento. Would you be interested in coming back and talking baseball with us anytime? Bring me back, man. It'd be great. We'd love to, definitely for sure. Zach, thanks for joining us, brother. We'll uh, talk to you later, okay? Sounds good. NFL players have now reported to camp, and I guess they're not really at camp. Like They have to come and do a COVID test, and they have to go home and then come back again and do another COVID test and then go home. Then they finally get to report for camp if everything's going well. Are you excited that this is finally happening and is this all just a waste of time or are we really going to get some football? 
I think we're really going to get some football. The NFL basically prints their own money. If there is a league that will figure out how to put this together, it's the NFL. I would like to think you're right, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it because baseball is the biggest sport to where you can naturally social distance in your position, and we already see what we got going on less than the weekend. So you're telling me, what is it, 11-11 on each side, right, right banging up on each other, mm-hmm. and we're going to stay COVID-free and have a season. I don't see it. I mean, well, they're not going to stay COVID-free, but I think they'll have a well, season. Well, no, I mean, nobody's doing that, I guess, except for the NBA right now. But, I, I'm in enough to have a season. But, I, I mean, can can the NFL – I mean, I, I've never thought about it like in a technical aspect, but could they do a bubble system similar to the way the other leagues are? I mean, just or is the amount of the personnel roster is just too much? I think that it's just too much. And then they run into the same problem MLB did. You have that many players dedicated to a roster – in and out. It's not like NBA. It's a lot easier to take 2022 NBA teams that only have with staff, coaches, and players 20 or 22 players per Max, team. Yeah, yeah. Well, you your coaching staff plus your players, your 53 man roster, you're looking at 70, 75 guys for every team. And it's not only that. We keep talking about the bubble, non-bubble, but what we got to realize is, is the NBA already played 75% of their season. They're yeah. just doing the bubble to get the, se- to yep. get the season over. Yep. And then MLB, they didn't, their players union didn't agree to a bubble. The NFL's not going to agree to a bubble because the owners are determined in the NFL. They're still going to get some capacity of fans in the stadium because yep. they want this revenue. So The only way the NFL can make it work is if they did like a fight island like uh, Dana White's got. They could all go to the United Arab Emirates and play. It'll be fine. Play in that stadium in Mexico where it's like worse than Denver. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink the water. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we're going to Mexico to have a season. Yeah. Hell, Canada won't even let the Blue Jays play. What hope do we have for Mexico? No, none. There was some actual news. We did see Joey Bosa sign a, a pretty good deal with the Chargers. Or I guess a five-year extension, most guaranteed money ever by a um, defensive player. Was it 102 million guaranteed out of? Wasn't it like crazy. it listed as a 125 million dollar deal? But there's over a hundred guaranteed. I right. Know that. I mean, it was, it was something super crazy. I guess my question is, how long before the Chargers trade him? Uh, eighteen months. <laughs> and are all two Chargers fans pumped for this move? Yes, both Chargers fans we spoke to were incredibly excited about this. They gained a third fan. <laughs> They might have. He came over from the Rams. I'm telling you right now, our guest next week, Joe Madden, is going to be disappointed you didn't include her in the two fans. I know. She's probably listening and saying, like, those jackasses. They know I'm a Chargers fan. There's three of us, damn it. <laughs> I mean, she'll give probably you that. Is, realistically, there's probably at least nine because that's how many kids Phillip Rivers has. But, yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's half of them is probably already converted to the Colts. <laughs> they might have. <laughs> Without a snap. <laughs> That defense could be legit for the next three, four years, though. Yeah. Derwin James, uh, Melvin Ingram. They got oh, they're, they're stacked. Yeah. So so let me ask you this. like, Obviously, Bosa isn't going to be opting out. He just got paid. He's ready to get that paycheck. Yeah. But what's up with your Patriots, man? And, and there's some other stuff going around the league, but nobody's going to play for New England this year? Is that what's happening? That's the Practice greatest step-ahead thing it's that like you've ever Marlins heard of. all over again. Yeah. Six guys have already opted out for the Patriots that were either 
starting on offense or defense this year or a key contributor on special teams like Brandon Bolden. Got to replace their linebacker core from last year. They got Cam Newton on the cheap to look like they're trying. I'm telling you, it's Bill Belichick. He's ahead of the game. They're tanking this year. Thank for Trevor. Thank for Trevor. Is there a Magic City North? (laughs) (laughs) It's owned by Robert Kraft. (laughs) Robert Kraft knows his way around shady establishments. Asians only. (laughs) <laughs> wow wow <laughs> i don't even know how to continue after that i'm gonna try let's just continue to move on and ask are we even going to get a college football season because i biggie you said earlier off the show that there's some college players that are saying they're opting out like these dudes aren't even getting paid and they're opting out yeah i saw the top cornerback Listed projected for next year's uh, draft by, you know, Kuiper Mache. I want to say it's Virginia Tech or Florida State. He plays for one of those two schools. He has officially opted out of this season. He's leaving school, hiring an agent. He's going to train for next year's draft. Projected to stay as a first-round pick. How many top-end guys like we were just talking about, Trevor Lawrence? I'm opting out this year. Could I win a national title? Yeah, but I could sit this year out, be number one pick, and get $30 million next year. All I can think about is with the rosters being in the shape they're in, now is a perfect time for you to re-enroll in school and break out that kicking leg that we used to trot out there every now and then. I'm sure you got a chance. It's funny. I had a dream last night, and it was that movie, Unnecessary Roughness, only instead of the quarterback, I was the kicker, yeah, Kathy, Kathy Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, no, she was the I holder. I do not even want to think about that. It was your... <laughs> bulky lineman in the shower <laughs> I know now I need a photoshop a picture of Kathy Ireland with Biggie's head that's outstanding Sports Illustrated cover I, that, I that's a popular lineman. hey do you remember the, the who played the quarterback in Necessary Roughness yeah What's Scott uh, uh, come on oh my come god on. he's on NCIS come on oh, get uh, out Oh, oh, Freddie! Freddie Freeman Scott just Bacula. hit a home run while Biggie was coming up with the name Scott Bakula. I yep. heard you. You got it right. Congratulations. Oh, Sorry, I got excited. It's been a while. I <laughs> like that movie. Last I will say this, too. To you, man. We're watching the Braves beat the the lowly Rays. They're not lowly. For now. It's early. They wouldn't be as lowly but if they'd Soroka's still be the, the Devil Rays. So he's the actual re- ace here, so we might actually these two runs might hold That's up. Right. He's on my fantasy right, so team. let's keep talking because I, I'll talk all day. I only had one last question. Guys, we hold there's you have you have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas, and then you have the day we do our fantasy football draft. It's in jeopardy, right? Like I like we're we're having players opt out, Mr. Brown. Like what the hell's happening here? We have people who have been in this league for almost two decades and, and they have doubts about the season. They're worried about their health. They don't want to come and, and social gather with us. They'd rather social distance. We're not putting up with any of this. You can draft online bullshit. Like, this is out of control. Yeah, you show up. And I got face shields for everybody. <laughs> You're damn right we do. <laughs> I mean, whatever it takes. I have a handful of president's masks like they wore in Point Blake. Point Blank. Point Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle with Maybe the English language sometimes. Yes. I'm handing them out to everybody. We'll be socially distanced. We got to do the draft in person. What's the chances that we actually have a normal season for fantasy football? I'd say uh, normal season, 2%, but a season, like 25 35%. No, you just said NFL is going to find a way. You can't go down to 25%. That's my number. We need you to give us hope here because I, I'm – So are we asking nothing. season or normal season? No. Do we, are we going to have a season? Like yes. Right. Damn right we're going to have a season. Have a little optimism. This is the NFL. They've got to tank for Trevor. <laughs> 
course we're having a season. So we're talking about NFL, though. But everyone across the country, fantasy football is so huge. So we got our big league we've had for over 20 years. Like, what, about seven loyal members from the beginning? Minimum, yeah. At least seven. And we're up to a 12-team league. So everyone's asking themselves, do I have the draft? Do I not have the draft? Do I wait and have the draft? Do I wait till Labor Day? All these questions are out there. Do we do it remotely? Do we do it live? Do What do we do because players are opting out? What do we do because they might get the COVID? We don't know. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to do what we always do. It's business as normal here. We don't know sports. Hardcore football. Draft is August the 15th. We're going to just gamble. Everyone's in the same Umbrella here. We'll see what happens. I refuse to live my life in fear. Amen, brother. <laughs> We're, <laughs> We're about to get the return of the NHL and NBA also. I don't think we have much for hockey predictions, do we? No, just when we get the crack and there's going to be pain. <laughs> hockey beards, playoff beards, drinking uh, beer out of Stanley Cup. five bucks. I told you he was going to say hockey beards. He does every time. Hockey beards are manly. So with NBA kicking back up, let's go ahead and, you know, I have nothing to lose. We can throw out prognostications and whatnot because, you know, I'm looking like a genius with baseball predictions by picking the Reds like a jackass last week. I think they're 1-17 in already. You're allowed a homer pick, Chad. Yeah, but I I get what I get for doing that. Padres going. (laughs) The Padres? They'd make the playoffs right now. (laughs) Biggie, I just want to kick it over to you. Who's coming out of the East? Who's coming out of the West? I, I think we all are in agreement that the NBA, because they're in the bubble, we're going to get the playoffs out. So who's playing for the chip? Yeah, being in the bubble, we're going to get all the way through it. I got the Bucks coming out of the East. Unless Giannis gets injured, it's no-brainer. They're coming out of the East. In the West, I like the Clippers. Well, you know, Giannis, he said that he's not working out, right? Well, he doesn't need to. He's a freak from Greek. He, he thought it was uh, some psychological Greek. warfare to tell everybody that he didn't have a basketball hoop at his house. He tried. I don't think they believed him. <laughs> Is he your MVP? Yes, but far and away. Far Look at a away. stat line him him and James compared this year. Nine categories. He's got seven of them, including team wins. James has got him an assist and something else. That's about it. All right. So you say Clippers and Bucks. So who's taking it all? Bucks. This is going to become the 2020s are going to be the decade of Giannis. Wow. That's a bold prediction. The NBA needs to finish strong. They got to be the one that sets the tone for the other major sports. So what's got to happen for Vegas and the NBA? It's got to be the Bucks and the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers are the best team in the West, but they're going to be in the finals. It's my opinion. And I think the Lakers are going to win it all. I, I wish I didn't go last because I, I actually 100% agree with you. And I hate that because – I want nothing to do with the Lakers winning at all, but for whatever reason, just them being fresh at this time of year. Now, unless, you know, Anthony. He's right into LeBron. In, in, I don't mean to interrupt. Unless you. Anthony Davis's eyeball is not, not healed and he's yep. going to miss some extended time, but I'm sure he's going to be fine. But it, it's it sucks because now all these LeBron lovers are going to be talking about how he won this fifth championship or is fourth. It fourth, fourth championship. Look, it's under extenuating circumstances. It's crazy. But at the end of the day, I guess we count Tim Duncan's championship in the strike season too, right? It counts yeah. all the same. But I guess LeBron this season can thank J.R. Smith. <laughs> well, when he's 3-6 uh, and six and doesn't make it to the finals this year, that'll just be another mark against him. Because if there were ever a playoff run that LeBron 
was meant to go through and win, having that long of a break with AD. If AD had played the whole season through the playoffs, he's never been past first round, never played more than 67 games in a season coming into this year. This is set up for the Lakers to win it. Absolutely, because he didn't have to fill the grind. There's no yeah. grind there for AD. Yeah, they're AD's ready. They're battled. running through. AD this is a push. battle test. And now LeBron is. AD has never been there before. Yep. Nope. He's 60 games max is, is what he averages playing a season. So I guess it's going to be about the same, but – uh, For the record, I want the Bucks to win it all, and I hope Greek Freak gets his first I'm chip here. You. Because if he wins his first one and builds on it, we're good. But I feel like the Lakers are somehow going to squeak it out in seven. I'm just glad we agree. I, I don't like agreeing with you. <laughs> I got one question for you. The, the Pelicans sneak in as the eighth seed. They uh, play the Lakers in the first round. You got Ingram and Lonzo, who have really improved their games this year. Uh, Josh Hart off the bench, former Lakers, got traded by LeBron. Zion's healthy. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> there's a chance? Been. They're in there. They're young. They're hungry. They don't know any difference. Could they possibly? I know you guys have the Lakers winning it. Would you be absolutely shocked if they pulled a first-round upset? They're not going to do that. No. This isn't the uh, Nuggets versus Sonics. Not happening. It could go six games. Okay. I, if they do, they play I, seven the first round. We don't even know. Yeah, I think they are. So I, I, I think it, it's not a sweep, but I think they'll go five. Go five. They, they, they'll, they'll sneak out one. I would say they sneak out one at home because of the home court advantage. But yeah, yeah who knows? <laughs> well, at least we had a show where we could actually talk about live sports. That's that's fine. That's like two weeks in a row. We got a little bit of a scare from Major League Baseball that we talked about with the Marlins. Hopefully that subsides. We got NBA starting tomorrow on Thursday night. So we're definitely looking forward to having that. I might even watch some hockey. I'm excited for that too, just because I'm tired of not watching anything. Is, is this going to be the same conversation next week? I believe it will be. This is going to continue to roll. Might have a problem with one or two teams uh, within baseball, but other than that, the NBA is going to roll. I, I think we're good as well. The fact that the Marlins didn't spread it to the Phillies is a positive sign. I think baseball will move on, and I think NBA, like I said, will, will, it's going to do its thing. Hey, I can't if, talk. If Magic City stayed open, I think there's a chance for baseball. I think we should do our next show at Magic City. <laughs> well, Magic what is next week live from Atlanta is we're in Magic City eating some chicken wings. With all the pub Magic City's got, you think they could uh, disinfect a little bit in there? Hey, they have a 4.5 on Yelp. The wings. You can't put a good price on good wings. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. We will see you next week with special guest Joe Madden, longtime friend of the show, coming back from ooh, Canada. Nova Scotia. And we'll see how the sports bookies have been doing and all this uh, craziness has been going on. So we're looking forward to talking to her. We'll see you then. Have a good one. Enjoy your weekend.